0: i love it so much
1: well yeah
0: (laughs) do you know like literally i am using an old xbox like what is it x4 ear force like turtle turtle beach yeah it is like the most basic of freaking mics that's that's hooked into my computer and i never have a problem with my damn mic
1: Well, now I'm, like, I'm literally. using these iPhone things, so hopefully that works out. Oh, no, you're...
0: that's, that's going to suck. Yeah. Yeah. iPhone. Uh, yeah. Jesus Christ.
1: That's more basic. Come on. Are you, are you doing the podcast on a phone? Not tonight.
0: Okay. <laughs> are you laying down?
1: I'm on a couch.
0: Is it a leather couch? Am I going to hear your skin nope. peeling off of the couch? Every I, time you get I, I, up
1: to get a drink, that's oh, yeah, why exactly. I chose this location. It's silent, I turn off the Fan, <laughs> we, should, we should be good to go. Love
0: it. <clears throat> did you expel all the gases out of your butthole? Yes,
1: I'm good to go okay. there too. Right. We're good.
0: All right. So we're I, I did my prep work. Record.
1: I did my prep work.
0: Okay. Well, damn. <laughs> I'm. I'm glad.
2: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, to the winner's coming Game of Thrones podcast. I'm your host, House Razor, and I'm here with the lovely lady Isis, Corey Thone and Corey Smith, and um, if you're tuning in after the national championship game and you're an Alabama fan, Isis, we really feel bad for you. Um,
0: no, no, we, we don't. don't.
2: Actually. We don't feel bad for you at all, but uh, you, you deserve that love. Wear it, wear it with pride. Um...
0: <laughs> I, it was a it was a well-deserved loss. I swear, uh, I've said this all day today. Uh, Clemson, um, they they deserve to win that game. They won, and uh, my hats off to them. Uh, you can't win them all, but we've mo- we've won most of them. So that's where I'm going to leave. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm sure your Fair. your fan base will find a way to claim this one
2: too. So, how and does it I'm,
3: feel? Let me just ask you, as a, since Razor and I are Razorback fans. And we know the feeling. How, how was it for the first time in over a decade for you to just know the game was over in the fourth quarter and just relax, <laughs> the third like the third quarter? I mean, like, because honestly, this season with Razorbacks in particular, I was just like, "Hey, it's the fourth quarter. I am uh, not giving a
0: shit anymore." And it was—it's was pretty nice, honestly. I think I'll watch well, some
2: reruns of
0: another show I like. Yeah, you know, it was—it was—it was. It was, um, it was a, An unfamiliar feeling.
3: It was a new new feeling.
0: (laughs) It was a new feeling um, that I wasn't quite sure about, but I did contact some of my uh, Razorback fans to find out exactly how, what the feeling, what I was feeling and and how to deal with it. So I would like to say thank you to them Mm -hmm. uh, for getting me through that time and uh you know it, it, you're right it was like the end of the third quarter and i just shut the com- the tv off and and went Ooh. to bed
3: yeah, yeah see hours. for for razor and i uh <laughs> because all of our games kicked off at 11 a.m. this season the <laughs> the fourth quarter was <laughs> when Thursday you night. went <laughs> yeah the fourth quarter was when you went and uh you know ramps your ribs that were on the smoker or just started prepping for the big dinner that night when you're going to watch good football so
0: no. Uh, there yeah. you go. Also,
3: also fuck Texas. Like,
2: what, yeah, <laughs> also, what I would like to say as a Razorback fan, and, as, and for Corey, though, um, um I'm glad that uh, you guys uh, had a good season. And I hope that all your players blow out their Achilles heel. For next oh, season. God. I'm kidding, Ugh.
0: I'm joking. God goddamn. God that was terrible. That was a dark tape. Yeah. Real dark, yeah. Yes. But that's, that's because, okay. you know if the, if that happens to all the starters, uh, you know, our, our the stable is full. So thank you
2: though. <laughs> it's been a very bad season for me. Okay. I I, I have to go there sometimes. Also, we want to welcome everybody that's tuning in to the podcast tomorrow, because it'll be up tomorrow, but that didn't watch if the you're President still here Ramos. I yeah. didn't watch the president ramble from his office about the wall. Um, We're recording
3: he, this during his rant about the wall, which I feel is somewhat ironic.
2: Yeah, it is, because he's, he's doing memes about a wall that literally didn't work, and it's, he's, he's such a great guy. He's the best guy. And the only People have
3: it. been saying he's the best guy.
2: He's the, great, he's the greatest. All right, so um, let's get into the news. The, the greatest news, only the best news. We only hire the best writers here at Wick. all the greatest writers. Um, Corey Smith, you did a piece on Game of Thrones prequel that's coming out. Is there, well, they start filming here pretty soon, where, in the Canary Islands?
1: Yeah, so they're starting to film this spring in the Canary Islands, which they scouted for season seven of Game of Thrones, but I don't know for sure if they ever ended up filming there. Um, the... Obviously, the primary reasons you go there are for beaches, and they also have an active volcano. Um, so that could be interesting. But, yeah, they're filming there in the spring, and then they're moving back to Belfast to uh, Titanic Studios where they filmed all eight seasons of, of the main show uh, this fall. So, and again, they're just filming the pilots, not a full series order as of yet.
2: And it's kind of weird because they're putting a lot of, uh, they announced today, the, um, our Tuesday, you're hearing this on Wednesday, they announced the, uh, the entire main cast director and all that good news. They haven't given us a title yet, but we know it's based on The Long Night. Uh, so, uh, right before the age, or at the end of Age of Heroes, right before the, the beginning of The Long Night. Uh, so we've seen the cast, um, what what stands out to you, Smith, as the cast the new cast members that were announced for the prequel? Cool.
1: I mean, obviously, I think it's just the the diversity of the cast, right? the 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 original kind of core cast for Game of Thrones and bef- in, in the first season before they started expanding to you know all corners of of the world um, was pretty white. Um, I don't know how else to say it, but there basically were no actors. Weren't from Ireland or, or England or you know maybe even like Germany and some of the whatnot, but so this one has got a much more diverse cast, and they announced this is this is the main cast. Um, half of them are women; uh, the other half look like they could be from Essos or from the Summer Islands. Um, so it's it's kind of interesting that this is going to be the core cast, and they all they don't all look like you know just a repeat of the core cast from season one of game of thrones so i thought that was super interesting it kind of hints that we're gonna check out corners of westeros and essos that maybe we didn't think we were going to um but yeah i mean i i think just the whole cast the cast as a whole as opposed to any individual is more interesting
2: yeah you know we didn't see uh Someone uh, a non-Caucasian on Game of Thrones until season two of Salador San, the pirate who helped uh, Stannis ferryman to uh, the, the uh, attack on Blackwater. So then,
1: right. uh, and, and, then and even have, then we did. They were all minor characters for yeah. the longest time, right? And these are, you know, the the casting they announced. They are all core cast members. These aren't. Oh, hey, we have this guy. You know he's going to be a minor cast member. These are all their core cast members, so I think. it's I mean, definitely... I guess we're not counting the
3: Dothraki because there weren't. You really just have the one named character in season one in Aquaman, and it. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, like he was a big part of season one, right? Or am I blending seasons again?
1: No, you're right. You are, but no? you, but no? again, no. that you portion of the story took place in Essos, and oh, you know, I see what you're saying. Okay, yeah, it, it, we kind of. Th- which we thought that this prequel series would kind of be mainly focused in Westeros because back then they didn't have necessarily, as far as we know, the ability to travel back and forth as easily and things like that. So it just, the, the diversity of the cast makes us start to kind of wonder about the, the plot of this. So of the, Thone,
0: I think what Corey's trying to say is that people of color did not yes. like being in cold weather. <laughs> yes. I think that is what Corey Smith is trying to say.
1: You can say that. I can't say that. (laughs) No, I. I mean, I think that's what
0: it was inferred. (laughs) As a person of color, that's what I got out of it.
2: Well, my God, I just love to see Corey Smith's face right now—the uncomfortable shifting, the nervous, the nervous. Sipping my beer. He's farting nervously right now, guys. (laughs)
1: Oh,
0: well then, yeah. my intent was was realized. <laughs> so I just want to uh, just talk about, and I, not that you asked me, but I'm just going to break in here because I, I don't want to listen to Corey Smith anymore. So the people that I'm really excited about, um, on at, at least that have been named in the cast, um, and I'm going to show myself a, a little bit here, is uh, the Jamie Campbell Bauer um he was it, he was better known for the twilight and i think he was also in some other teeny bopper movie s- series or whatever where they're like had a tattoo on their skin it was a t it was a movie and then became a tv show i'm not quite sure what it name was but i think he was on that as well um I, and like he was also
2: like a bone hunters or something. yeah
0: something like that some 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 crazy thing like that i think he was in that as well um you wouldn't know uh because it wasn't in the article uh thanks cory uh so uh cory smith we only and, had the uh, best writers here only the best yeah the best, people, the best writers yeah. yeah so uh i'm really excited about him because i've seen his work uh and then i think it's toby uh rigbo um he is all, uh, used to be on the TV show called Rain um, where he played a king. Uh, he was on that. See, I, I think that was like one of his breakout series um, and he was on that series for four seasons. Uh, you wouldn't know it from the article, but uh, he he was, like I said, a primary on that uh, TV show. Uh, very, very good actor. Um, so I'm really looking forward to seeing them on, on TV again. Um, but also, again, like I said, you know, having characters, uh, pe- you know, characters on the show. Uh, people of color, uh, I think that's really exciting to see that, you know, they're really coming right out of the gate um, versus where, you know, the most of the cast in one particular location was, uh, you know, of the Caucasian persuasion, if you will. So uh, I'm really excited about about seeing that.
3: I Um, will say, uh, I don't really have anything to add except that this might be a more diverse cast. But if you just read the names out loud, it still sounds British as fuck. So Ooh, I don't think we're. Oh, fine they're with that.
1: they're all they're all still British.
3: Yeah, every name Irish. just yeah. yeah every name just sounds like like tea and crumpets to me. So because I know I know who Naomi Watts is, and the rest of these people are unknown <laughs> to me. So yeah, what
1: was that?
2: Me, me, Pepper Potts. <laughs> they, got, they got
1: that one chick from the Narnia movies.
3: Wait, I mean, you who's, in the, her who's in the
1: Narnia movies? The uh, Georgie Henley. She was. She played Lucy in the, the Narnia
3: movies. Holy show.
0: shit, is that her? Yeah. I didn't read your yeah, captions.
1: Yeah, I was exactly in the
3: pictures.
0: We're old.
3: Oh, my God, we are old. <laughs>
0: Jesus. We are so old, dude.
2: <laughs> Lucy Pevensey. Oh the man, last those... time I saw her was 10 years ago in a movie, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Right.
3: Yeah, I think that was like 2008 or nine. So that was that. Have been it.
2: Jesus Christ! All right. Now I feel really sad. Okay. Um. So we know we know what's going on with the prequel. That's basically the news. We got the cast. We got the director. The director is um the same uh the same brilliant woman who brought us uh the the Jessica Jones um pilot right Smith. The pilot season, uh, episode. So yeah, um, yeah. that was a great that was a great uh, season, uh, Jessica Jones season one. So moving on from the prequel, let's get right down to what we all came here for. Um, the fact that Alabama really got a yeah. test. Wait, wait, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was going to say the
3: same thing. College football.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Going Ham. Uh, kidding. Um. So uh we're gonna talk about that beautiful five-second clip of Game of Thrones season eight that we got from the Golden Globes on Sunday night. This is the first real footage. This isn't John hugging Sansa. It's not John and Danny canoodling in the snow. No, this is this is full-on Danny versus Sansa, side eye, uh straight up, um you know, listen up fives, I'm a 10, uh, or listen up fives, a 10 is talking, This time to get on, so Isis, from your, from your perspective, watching the five second clip of, of Danny walking up to, to Sansa, and Sansa introducing her, uh, Winterfell's uh, your grace, Winterfell is yours, or whatever she said, uh, how did you feel about that, what, what was the biggest takeaway from that little clip for you?
0: So, I'm going to have to say how um, Sansa reminded me of her mother in that moment.
2: Really? Of,
0: yes, of how, uh, in that moment of looking up and down, basically eyeing her like, you 2 but tramp who's rolling up in here. I've you're been ta- you're things- talking
1: about when Cersei, in the first episode when Cersei rolls up into Winterfell and meets Catelyn, right?
2: Yeah, they eye each other. They do, they do the whole eye on each other thing, right? Right.
0: Yeah, but I'm still saying that Sansa is like her mother who who doesn't think of anybody unless they are like her. Okay.
2: Alright. I'm listening. You
0: got me. Okay, well, I mean, I wasn't asking for your opinion, or I was telling you what my thoughts were. (laughs) So, I wasn't asking you if I was right or wrong. I wasn't looking for that. I'm just telling you what my impression was. Uh, So, my impression was, I mean, seriously, like, that she was the the woman of the house. And that she's going to go ahead and look at this, you know, two-bit tramp that she probably doesn't think is anybody, you know... anybody special um and i really felt like danny was like i see you i'm not gonna do anything about that but i will if i need to and i i felt like in the background you could see brienne going oh child do not try this woman you don't know you just don't know
2: my favorite meme is somebody added a on Free folk owed, uh, added a bucket of popcorn and an arm grabbing, grabbing popcorn out and adding it to her mouth. It's one no, of the- no. See, I don't,
0: I don't think she would do that because she's thinking, I've done, I've given an oath to your mother that I would protect you. I'm gonna lose this fight if you get into a fight with her.
2: You see this dragon behind you, right?
0: Yeah, I, and that's the thing is that she's seen the dragons. Remember, they they went down south. She went. She yeah. went in Sansa's place, so she already seen the dragons. She knows what they can do. They're real, and I'm sure she has heard the stories. So she don't want no part of Danny. So anyway, that's, that was my take on it. I felt like she was really kind of just eyeing her up and down, was just like, oh, my God, this two-bit harlot just, you know, rolled up in here, um, you know, that is responsible for my family's downfall, uh, blah, 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 you know, all of this stuff. And then you got freaking Jon Snow with heart eye emojis that is just like, you know, he he just got he got hypnotized from the boat sex, and he thinks everything. Oh, we all just gonna get along, and I can tell you right now, the person who knows we're gonna have a problem is Danny and Sansa. One of them is gonna have to bend. It ain't yeah, gonna be Dandy.
2: Dandy. Yeah, but John places himself well between both women. Notice that, like he's right between both women, like. I better stay right here or somebody's getting their eyes clawed out.
0: (laughs) Somebody's going to catch some hands, as I would like to say. Uh, No, I I mean, seriously, I think that Danny was being one of those kind of things. You you know, when you're like the new girlfriend and you're over here trying to please the family, but you're still trying to feel them out. And then one of them tries to check you, but not not directly. And you just kind of go, all right. And, and you just keep that in the back of your head for later on. So that, that's my, and I may be reading into this and there may be a fan fiction out there already with this and stuff like that, but (laughs) that was my hot take. That was my hot take, um, on the day that I watched when I saw the commercial, um, and I instantly saw, you know, Sansa, Danny, you know, this whole little, you know, menage a trois thing going on here. And, uh was it was it was, uh, it was pretty spicy and, and
2: nobody retweeted you they only liked it so, yeah. oh, didn't
0: retweet oh. me but
2: uh hey phone phone let me get let me get your your opinion here um, a lot of people have been saying that um Danny's coat her waistline's a little bit expanded and that she's already showing pregnancy you buy that nope
3: I haven't heard that but no? that's that's <laughs> over and done with so next question from the world of stupid internet stuff. Um, <laughs> if there's no way, like how long is that boat ride? Three months?
2: <laughs> what the hell? Like they, they this, it is, this is literally is a long boat trip from White Harbor to from Dragonstone to White Harbor is a long boat yeah, trip. Yeah, but they Third. did
1: Dragonstone to the wall in like, like five Ten minutes. minutes. Yeah. I watched Littlefinger go from
3: Dorne to the north in a half a second. Do not come to me with this... <laughs> With this, oh, it's a long boat ride. Like, they have six episodes. That boat ride took us overnight. That was a that was a three-hour tour, is what that was. Uh, now, she's... I mean, I, do I think that she's going to be, you know, three with hours. child at some point? Maybe, probably. I mean, just kind of some of the stuff they're hinting at. But it ain't... Unless this is like... I will say, you know, we don't know. Uh, something could happen to delay them getting back to Winterfell. So... If that happens, then maybe I guess she could be showing at that point. But if this is like episode one, then no. <laughs> so, uh, oh wow, look at that! Uh, I do see the picture here, uh, that you guys are talking about. I, I don't know.
2: I mean, uh, she's obviously layered, she's in the north now, right? She's got yeah. layered. She's just, she's frumpy Anybody.
3: with her coat. She's lived in the Dithraki Sea and and Carth for her whole life. She's not used. She doesn't understand the the fashionography of coat world yet. So you don't, she's
2: you don't seem like wolf fur, fur around her neck like all the other people from the north. She's so she's wearing like layers. That's probably like her pajamas she's got on under her. Yeah,
3: face. she's wearing thermals because it's cold. <laughs> <laughs>
2: She's, She's got like on, on some thermal socks. <laughs> She's that one friend you have from Texas that moves up to like the like the Midwest, and their first winter they're wearing like you know, like a like a light jacket and shorts, and they're like, "Shit, it's cold up here." Yeah. <laughs> well, so was that? although it was eighty degrees today in Shreveport, fuck this state. Anyway. <laughs> Moving on, Smith. Uh, let me let me get your because cause, you know, phone obviously doesn't believe there's any pregnancy there. I don't really think there's any pregnancy there. What's your take on the on that five seconds?
1: Yeah, no no pregnancy there. Um, I mean, I don't know. It kind of struck me that Danny didn't have her whole bend the knee thing going on as soon as she walked up to Sansa. She seemed a little more relaxed, and I don't know if that's like what ISIS was saying, like. The first time you meet the family, you're on your best behavior or, you know, that kind of thing. But I don't know. She seemed a little more relaxed. And, and I also didn't necessarily catch a, a really hard vibe from Sansa. Um, I mean, maybe I, she I didn't I didn't that did not, up, that is not yeah. what I got from it. And, and I, I mean, I think that's where they're going. But to me, it just seems like I mean, because this is obviously a continuation of when, you know, earlier when we saw John and Sansa hug, and Sansa's got that like weary look on her face, right? But it so when you when you compare it to that look as opposed to this one, she seems a little more relaxed. So I feel like John must have said something to her after they hugged and you know moved on. So I don't know. She, she's got that little smirk on her face like towards the end and yeah Brienne looks like she's ready to kick some ass but she always looks like that right
2: yeah Brienne never smiles for anything can like...
3: i can i say i kind of i can see where smith's coming from because as someone pointed out uh on twitter or somewhere like what she says to danny winterfell is yours or whatever that is what that's a very common line said to guests at your castle. Like
1: your royal guests.
3: Well, they said it to the uh, Robert. Uh, Robert Brathian. And also, I'm pretty sure Rob said it to uh, Tyrion when Tyrion brought Brand the saddle schematics.
2: Right. Yeah, I, mean, I thought he was pretty much like get the fuck out No
3: he was but then but then he was like I have a soft spot in my heart for cripples Bastards and broken things And then he, uh, he showed the saddle thing And you've done my brother a service You know I think he says like the Something of Winterfell is yours or something like. I don't um, know if it was the yeah, exact the same but,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. The but, yeah. but that's almost like The equivalent of a southern Bless your heart or Well bless his I think heart. it's more I
3: think it's more of a southern like uh, Make yourself at home Like, you know, kick off your shoes, make yourself at home. Like, that's how I take it. And, and I, now, granted, I 100% agree that there is, that, that Sansa is going to be, uh, at least out, out front, untrusting of Danny or suspicious and all that. But
1: I I think, see, get it here in that clip is what I, is what I'm saying. Yeah.
3: I think that ultimately, Danny and Sansa will bond over their many shared harrowing uh, past moments that have involved being used by the men around them for gain or for stature or for whatever else. And then both of them finding a way home or out of it. And, and I think that they both have found, you know, Sansa in particular, a few seasons in, I was kind of concerned that her character was just going to be, mopey dopey the whole time and never get a chance to regain any type of agency, but she's really done a full turn on that and had like a really strong, lots of strong moments these last couple seasons. And of course, Danny is, you know, walking agency. (laughs) So I think that they'll bond over that. And I mean, I don't think we're going to have a scene of them, you know, like sitting over a fire, talking about the bad first nights of their marriages. But at the same time, we it's going to be implied that, that those things are what help to gain well, trust between the two and, of them.
2: I think and you it know would what? be great to have those two bond over each other. I mean, you've got people that want to see them fight over John, and I think it would be great to have them bond. They have a lot in common. And um, not only that, but here's my thing. Nobody's talking. <laughs> to-
3: <laughs> you know what they both have in common? <laughs> they... Sansa thought she was gonna be queen and had the right was the rifle heir and it was given to John. And Danny thinks that she's the rifle heir, and she's gonna find out that oh, that's also John. So maybe they'll bond over the fact that they lost the throne to John.
0: They're losing their agency to John. God damn well, it, John. So so and I, I just wanna go back to what Phone said. I mean, he brings up a very good point. Um, you know, I think a lot of times I, I don't particularly wanna see them fight. I just that just the way that scene played out to me. Um, I do feel like that, you know, there's something that was mentioned that, you know, On another pod, on our podcast, but on another time, uh, that Sansa can go either, you know, one of two ways. She can either be like Cersei, or she can be a a better person. And um, and I think this is where where that line starts. You know, is she going to choose to be more, you know, sneaky, conniving, you know? Um, or or just mean-spirited or whatever the case may be, like Cersei would be, what her reaction would be, or is she going to be something different? So um, I really do uh, appreciate what Corey Stone said, and I really do hope that, I mean, granted, I don't want to see them braiding each other's hairs or anything like that and giving each other mani-pedis or anything. Well, Sansa uh, hasn't
3: earned a braid.
1: She won
0: no battles. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> this, this, this well, if you ask her, she won
1: battle of the bastards. Come on, she, oh, she
0: won battle of the bastards. Yes, right. I was about to say, if you ask her, she won the battle of the bastards. Fair enough. So, um, yeah. Here's so uh, anyway,
2: about. here's what nobody's talking about is ice, uh, ISIS, and like you guys are all in phone. You guys bring up great points. I agree with that, but nobody's talking about the fact that um, Sansa's never seen the dead. She's never seen White Walkers. She's never seen uh, a white. She's never seen the Night King. Um, she's only heard stories. She's never, even, as far as we know, she's never seen John Scars. We just, we just know that he told her his story. Um, so she, this will be the first time she's seen a dragon. So all the things that that Sansa is going to be experiencing in season eight will be basically for as far as we know as the audience, for the first time. Like, we know the army of the dead is going to attack Winterfell. That'll be the first time she sees the dead, right? That'll, that'll probably freak her out a bunch. And she's going to have to have somebody to bond with, another female who's strong, like Danny, who's seen it, who can say, you know, like, I'm, like there's going to be some bonding of the strong females. They've got to be like, you've got to have the, 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 the um, Liana Mormont, Right and like um you know we've got one of the scenes that stands out is Jorah is escorting Danny into Winterfell right he's right beside her so where is Little Lyanna Mormont standing off the screen I cannot wait to see to how Jorah and Lyanna Mormont interact like he's gonna have to go to his to one knee just to talk to her she's the Lord of House Mormont now he he owes her fealty right. And um, I shared a picture here with you guys. If you look in the top right corner, Danny's army is already at Winterfell. There's an Unsullied standing to the top right corner. So all these things are happening. So Danny, like Sansa, is seeing the Unsullied. If if Danny's there already with her Unsullied and probably the Dothraki, Jorah's there. That means Tyrion. If Jorah's there, Tyrion's there because Tyrion came over with the boat. I so so she so Sansa has seen Tyrion. So all this stuff, she's getting like sensory overload, right? And then I think what I'm looking forward to is what we're not seeing off screen is just probably getting ready to jump out of her pants, out of her out of her boots to jump and give her brother a big hug is, is RN. I can't wait to see that. Like we see John give Sansa a big hug, but we don't see Arya do anything yet and that's what's going to be the big payoff. We've seen Jon hug Sansa already. We've seen the big reunion. We've seen um Sansa and Bran and Arya all reunite. But we haven't seen Jon reunite with Arya or Bran yet and that's what that was is what's going to be the big payoff. Anybody else agree like the last time we saw Arya and Jon together they were hugging.
1: I I feel like I, I feel like Arya is not in this scene. And how could she not be though? If this I,
2: is the of, of the first season of the first episode of Game of Thrones, how Stark is probably standing I, out blazing.
1: I just feel like Arya, Arya's off like in the crypts, and that their reunion is going to be private. Like I feel like I just don't feel like Arya is going to be one to be standing there, and I feel like they're they're going to have a reunion just the two of them.
2: If anybody's gonna be standing off to the side, it's gonna be Bran, because he's emotionalist now. Uh, yeah.
3: he's not gonna be standing anywhere, asshole.
2: <laughs> You're yeah, right.
1: Way to way to bring that up. Jeez. No, I, I think Arya's not there. I think I don't think she's staying is off the side. I'm saying side that? I, come on, man. You I know feel, Arya. Where did Arya meet Sansa? She didn't meet her up in the in the courtyard. She met her down in the crypts, right? I feel not like is gonna not be off.
2: That wasn't. She went to the crypts to pay her respects.
1: Right, and I just I feel like that's. I feel like they're gonna have a similar scene. It's gonna be John and Arya having their reunion alone. I don't think Arya wants to meet. Like like Arya is not one for the big spectacle. She's gonna want to meet with John one
2: on one. I'm saying it right here on Take the Black podcast. It is January eighth, eight thirty p.m. I am saying that if Arya doesn't jump into John's arms and we get a big hug. Out of this scene, then I will buy you and anybody else from Wick that comes to the next Con of Thrones a big round. That I will buy the round. It'll be on me.
1: All right. Uh, and I, I mean, I, I just think that that's too big a reunion to have overshadowed by everybody else meeting. I feel like it's just going to be a one-on-one scene because they're going to want us to feel the, the power and the emotion of that moment and not have all these other people standing around. So I don't know. That's my take.
3: Well, I, actually, and it's Smith, I uh, just based off of the few pictures that we have of the scene. Um, <clears throat> John is clearly has already gotten to Winterfell and is ready to introduce Danny. Cause she's walking up with Jorah uh, in that picture that is in the chat with all the damn, writing. Good
2: point. Good point. Yeah.
3: So like, Maybe John gets there first and is able to have a reunion with Arya that is private. And then the fanfare happens after that. Right. And that could happen too. I agree with Razor that Arya is going to be in this scene. And well, you know what? The only reason she wouldn't be, I guess, is if, is if I'm, I'm kind of, I don't know if she chooses not to stick around and be Starky. If that makes sense, like yeah. what whatever whatever it. her end goal is going to be, like if she ends up, you know, seeing what's west of Westeros or whatever, and traveling on like Nymeria and living her own life, she probably won't be in the courtyard. But if John comes home first, she she would come see John and then be in the courtyard when Danny gets
1: there. Yeah, so that she would be, be there if that in that case. Yeah, I can see that happening. But I also, and we kind of glossed over this real quick. I I thought it was odd that Jorah is like, I mean, it kind of plays into the fact that, like I said, I I don't think I don't see this as an unfriendly meeting of Sansa and Danny because Jorah is straight up beaming when he walks up. Right? He's got a big shit eating grin on his face. So to me, about so I I mean I think you might have touched on it. It could just be you know he's He's, happy because. he and sees Pappy. Sam Hilden. What?
2: He oh, sees Sam. Sam. Yeah, he
1: could see Sam or he could see Liana. Either one, I think, could set him kind of smiling like Let's that. be honest, but...
3: he's looking directly at John, and John's the hottest person on this
1: show. <laughs> and that's that. Also <laughs> a possibility, yes.
2: He's looking at Sansa and going, if I can't have Danny, I'm going to get you back by having your sister. <laughs>
1: I, I don't know. I, I still, like I said, I, I don't necessarily see this as the unfriendly moment that everybody's pointing it out to be. And I do eventually think Sansa and Danny, I don't think they braid each other's hair or become best friends. But I think at some point after Sansa is basically, you know, antagonizing Danny for however many episodes, I feel like Danny's just going to snap him. And, and, you know, that whole spiel that she gave John. In Dragonstone, about how she was sold and she did this and she did that, right? I feel like she's gonna give that spiel to Sansa, and Sansa's gonna kind of realize, like, hey, we probably have more in common than anybody else, right? Sansa it really... needs to
2: throw back at her, though. If Sansa doesn't throw that back in her face, like, yeah, well, I was sold to the boat. Right. And, and that's what I'm
1: saying, right? And that's what I'm saying. Danny's gonna spout off her little speech, and then Sansa's gonna be like, yeah, I had all this shit happen to me, too. And, I mean, really, between the two of them, I mean, who can, relate, who can relate to each other better than those two? Perhaps maybe Cersei, but really, like, those two can relate to each other for all the shit that they've had happen to them their entire lives. So, you know, I feel like eventually they're going to realize they have more in common than anything. And, yeah, maybe they don't, like, become best buds, but they definitely have some sort of mutual respect for each other, I feel like.
2: Whatever I think, I think they're gonna be besties. Um, so uh, <laughs> I think um, I uh, let's point out a couple of things. Uh, this is real nerdy for me, but Jorah probably doesn't know who who Liana is because when he left Westeros, um, his sisters were in charge, like Mage Mormont and all of them. So our Madge Mormont, those those people were in charge of Bear Island, so he doesn't know who Liana is. So he's probably either just been introduced to her or he will be in around this time of this scene. So that's going to be interesting to find out. Um, he'll he'll definitely see Sam again and um, he'll be owing Sam a, a debt of gratitude for giving him back his life. That'll be interesting to find out and see how that goes. I'm happy about that. Um, is there anything else anybody's looking forward to from this scene? Isis, I haven't heard from you in a little bit.
0: No, I mean, I really didn't have anything to add. I mean, you guys are going back and forth of you know whether or not who's in this scene or not or whatever. I I mean, I'm I'm really looking forward um, to seeing the reunion between um, to Sansa and uh, sorry, not Sansa, but to uh, to see John and um, Arya. Oh my God, Arya thank you, uh, Aria, and seeing their reunion, I don't care if it, take pla- it takes place in, in public. Um, if I had to guess, I think they're going to probably do it kind of like a throwback of when he was leaving for the wall, where she jumps in his arms, you know, something something <laughs> to that effect or whatever to kind of call back uh, that scene. But, I mean, other than that, I, I, I'm just really excited to see what else is coming. Um, I needed about 30 more seconds of that uh to play out so but I, i'm we needed about we needed about an, another minute
2: and 30 seconds and we needed some like really like emo music like all the game of thrones trailers are
0: well i mean I, I, I wasn't shot. trying to be greedy or anything
3: <laughs> well i shot. if I, and smith that you took in the chat you said what i was gonna say i want to see Tyrion meet sansa again yeah uh, yeah that's
1: gonna that 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 be, be a good be, one too
0: yeah yeah and i think sansa is in a different place and and i think she would have a different reaction to Tyrion than she did before so yeah no and i i
2: think definitely can appreciate his kindness to her when she went through all that shit like oh, uh,
0: absolutely and and, and Duplest, the only one person that believed him
2: i've believe seen a lot of people in other other comment sections talk about if they're still married the marriage according to westerosi law was never consummated Therefore, they were never married. So, I mean, they had the ceremony, but it wasn't consummated. And then she was married to Ramsey Bolton, and that was consummated. So there, there's your answer. I don't know if they want to go back and play on that. I hope they leave it alone. Let's leave that dead and dying on the floor. Although, I wouldn't mind if Sansa just goes, You know what, Tyrion, you were the kindest man to me, and I really liked you. And they find a relationship out of all this. I don't know if we have time for that in a shortened season even though everybody that's talked about season eight has said that it's like an epic like every episode is is it like a movie um i don't still i still don't see that we have time for more relationships to sprout out of out of nowhere but if there's going to be a relationship that pops out of and that lasts till the end and like maybe the bittersweet ending you know that everybody always talks about and theorizes about. Maybe it's Tyrion and Sansa. That would be really cool. I wouldn't mind that. I wouldn't hate it at all. Um, but um, listen, it's it's been about an hour. We've been talking and bullshitting and laughing and 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 uh, making fun of uh, Corey Smith and and Alabama football. So this has been mm. pretty good night. I'm i I'm, I think we'll call it good. So uh, for myself. For Corey Thone, for Corey Smith, and for Lady Isis, this has been Tate the Black. If you have anything you would like us to talk about in two weeks from now, when we come back on the air, let us know. Uh, leave some comments down below, and uh, we'll give you a shout-out on the next episode. So, um, take care. we a all of more